What's going on, everybody? Uh, that's the sound of the ukulele. You know what that means. Uh, it's the Mike and Jeff does a podcast. I mean, it's been a couple months, but we finally got the ragtag team together, and we got a couple other misfits uh, joining us. But, uh, Mike, how's it been, man? Uh, it's It's been a couple months. I was going to say a year, but it's been a couple months. Yeah, a couple months. Uh, hopefully this becomes a regular thing again. I'm uh, really excited to talk about the playoffs and how Michigan was not announced today, um, as well as the uh, All-Americans that were just released. So, you know, we have a really good uh, good podcast, a lot, of, a lot of people here that everybody likes to talk to, and it's, you know, podcast after dark time. So, no holds bar. Let's do it. I like it. So, we do actually have uh, another uh, host with us, uh, Big Murph, formerly known as <laughs> Nate Murphy on broadcasts. AD of West Virginia. What's going on? Guys, how you doing? Great to be here tonight. Enthusiastic. I like that. I, You know what? Hey, I don't want to disappoint Mike. You know, if he hears anything other than dry <laughs> eyes, he's going to be a little disappointed. So, you know, I, I got to just keep things real for Mike in case he listens in. I don't want him to think I've got anything extra come broadcast time. We're we're non-sanctioned by yeah, CFL. We're, yeah, so. we're, we're not paid yet. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> Oh, all right. All right. I'll see what I can do then. Yeah. Uh, we also, we also have, uh, we have guests joining us, uh, who Mike, I think you should introduce these guests. I should. These are your friends, man. Uh, I mean, they're the CFL friends. We got Frank 15 here. Uh, we also got Logan and pokey, our first Kentucky, uh, person on the call. Glad um, to be here, guys. Awesome. Yeah, pleasure. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, Frank took a while to unmute there. <laughs> still on uh, mute. The, 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 uh, the beer's getting to him already. All that good Grand Rapids beer I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what, what's, everybody, what's everybody got in their hand right now? Yingling, man. Okay. I've got a... Uh, Savage and Cook, Burning Chair, New Bourbon come out. Ooh, nice bourbon. That sounds good. It's not bad. I mean, it's what you expect from fifty dollars bourbon. Dang, fifty dollars. Yeah, normally I spend a little bit more, but I was feeling on the cheap side today. Yeah, if I played for Iowa too, I I I would get the more expensive stuff. Yeah, it's that airline, <laughs> that airline mechanic money, man. Now we know where some of that voodoo money is going. Towards. <laughs> hey, hundred percent corn, baby. A hundred percent corn. I'm drinking uh, a nice double IPA from a uh, Michigan brewery that I actually uh, sell their beer, so I'm not going to shameless plug any of my own products here. <laughs> Wait, have you brewed your own stuff? No, I, I sell it. But I don't brew. It. Oh, I've made moonshine. Oh, so I am but... always okay to taste. <laughs> it it was it was it was some pretty rough stuff. I mean, we we got some good people around here that they they brew some good shit, but mine wasn't that good. What about you, Nate? You know, it's not payday week, so I had to go with the Bud Light this week. Okay. But like it's the job done. Yes, it does. 
So we actually got uh, some announcements uh, today. Uh, it was it was almost content day for the CFSL. We found out who the teams getting into the playoffs were uh, from Mike's uh, video or El Presidente's video. Um, so what was the first reaction to his video? Uh, we'll start with Murph. I well, you know, I, I had to watch it at work because you know I was busy today. Uh, but now, I, I mean, a lot of what I expected, um, you know, LSU and Alabama, obviously, uh, up at the top, and uh, fun to see Kentucky in there. Uh, glad to see that, that they squeezed in. I know they were uh, second place, and boy, there was a a lot of heat in league chat about that. I, I was able to poke through some of that while I was at work, so that was always fun. And uh, Washington squeezing in there was was pretty interesting too. What about you, Buck? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I, I had I think this was right. I think I had Alabama at one. Um, I give credit to Alabama as as you can hear on this podcast, but you know they went out and beat Auburn last week, and uh, that was huge because I legitimately thought Alabama was just beating up on bad teams. So. Um, Alabama, and then uh, I was really surprised. I wasn't too surprised about Kentucky making it, and I really thought Washington made it over Auburn because they were really important. Uh, Washington has been red hot. I really think they deserve it after last season as well. Um, now they get to play Alabama, so that's going to be a really interesting matchup. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma State. Um, don't uh, make sure you put yourself on like a, a heart monitor for that game. Uh, that's going to be another crazy one, and I know that that OK State is really trying to beat Juby because uh, Juby has taken it to him the past couple times. So um, that's going to be fun. And then Wisconsin, Notre Dame as well. Wisconsin beat the brakes off of Notre Dame. And I know that they're chomping yeah. at the bits to, uh, to make a comeback. And I can just see Wisconsin trying to do it all over again. So Yeah, who would have uh, really thought the tiebreakers would have gave Notre Dame the win? That's crazy. Even though Wisconsin beat them in head-to-head. Yep. Uh, crazy. Uh, let's go to. I want to hear Pokey. What's up, man? Yeah. What's what is up? Uh, what did you think of uh, when you heard who was in the playoffs? What was, I was your really first thought? Auburn was not in, man. The Auburn being left out was a big shock to me. I was hoping we'd get three teams from the SEC, but EJ's did a great job at Washington. He definitely deserves to be in there, though. What uh? What about Kentucky being number nine? I'm okay with that, man. We're just happy to be there. We're going to come in, try and shock the world. We've already shocked the world just by being here this year. I mean, it's a pleasure <laughs> to do it. That's true. You did shock the world. All right, so how do, you, how do you think you guys fare against the number one team, LSU Tigers? Honestly, I think it's going to be a better game than people are giving us credit for. I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game. This is two great defenses that are going to battle this game out. It truly might come down to who has the ball last, I feel like. It could either be a JMJ or a Pine Saw game, whichever one shows up to be the most clutch. All right. So we'll get we'll get more into it a little uh, later. What about uh, let's go Frank? I think it's a hell of a, hell of a turn playoff. Uh, you know, it was a big deal with Washington and Auburn. I think many of us in the pit really wanted to see uh, Pitt pack in the 
in the uh, the pit. No offense to EJ, but I don't think we wanted that smoke. But uh, I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision because I probably would have had to flip the coin. And how do you think with Oklahoma being in the uh, PX1 Invitational? I mean, I'm looking forward to it. At least we're going to get to play some more games. We have a a very, very good opponent coming up here uh, with Oregon. And um, he may not have the, the long tree or the Alaga um, <laughs> pedigree anymore, but he does have uh, – yeah, he's a good game planner. And, you know, Kentucky, look, at, look at what he did with Kentucky. I mean, uh, Oregon, sorry. And we'll finish it up. The Iowa corn man himself, Logan, who uh, favors himself with uh, punt return yards. Uh, yeah, I want to echo Pokey at first. Uh, Pack not being in the playoff with Auburn. I think he should have got the nod. Um, as much as being a diehard Oklahoma State fan, I love him. There's been some rough games. There's been some games that just don't quite make sense. But uh, Oregon, Auburn being out of it, it it, it kind of throws me for a loop there because, you know, it's the first time, obviously, with the pit being first year, we're not going to see playoff pack for the first season. Yeah, and, a long time. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, – that's an interesting thing to – kind of process and there's just so many staple mark teams that are going to be missing out and i mean bama's in the playoffs let's that's a who would have thought complete <laughs> white rabbit out who would have thought after David mike's Blaine. after buck's opening what was it you're opening uh like teams to watch the horns yeah. too way too early you know, yeah every everybody gets so obs- oh, well there's always one there's always one team that feels it got slighted florida state was like that early on uh they won like two games in a row and they're like re-rank us re-rank us re-rank us and <laughs> i think they went three and five so yeah at least i was right about that one but you know you never know right things can change you know coaches get better um as the season goes on and alabama went out and showed everybody that they were pretty good uh, even though I felt for the majority of the season, you know, you're playing teams like, no offense, West Virginia or Tennessee, uh, you had a really easy schedule. So it was hard to really gauge them until they went out and beat Auburn. Um, now they're going to have a a pretty good game. I believe they're facing Washington. So um, that's going to be a really interesting test. I, as well. I really am. Really looking forward to that game. That's probably out of the first round. That's probably my game. Just because Washington has turned into from last season to this season such an explosive offense. It's unrealistic how they've turned the program around. Yeah, it helps when you get a good playbook. You know. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> also, you look at the some of these teams. I have to look at last last season's standings. Um, to really go back. And so we look at, you know, Washington had a top pick, right? Um, who else? Who else had these teams? Ohio State, you know, they made the pit at least, but they had a top pick. Well, I mean, we uh, had the top pick. Yeah, you had the top pick. <laughs> you didn't make the playoffs. You always looked like you had the same success, but uh, apparently that didn't work. So, no. 
I was hoping for the same magic, but I guess only Juby knows how to get the most out of that. Yeah, but you, you still had like Alabama finishing four and four last season, so they had sort of a good pick. So you, I mean, your playbook really comes in and do it along with personnel because you can have great personnel, as I know. You know, yeah. season four, I think we had the most 99s ever. Uh, I think we had like nine, and we didn't, you know, we didn't make the championship game. So, um, you know, it really comes down to playbooks. I think Washington struck gold with that one. I think yeah, that's season four, be- Clemson, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you like them apples? Well, I, so I think Washington's playbook next next year is going to be taken uh, again pretty relatively early. But you know, it really comes down to if you get the right amount of people in the, the right playbook and you find the right settings. You know, Washington came on really late and found those settings, and you know, they're rolling. They can beat Alabama. I agree. Very- if you give if you give Washington an early lead, they've got the game. They're very good at game management. They're yeah. very good at playing the clock. You Their defense is so underrated. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let, let's go into this then. Um, so for the playoffs, I mean, it's kind of probably waiting for later on in the podcast. But so we already got uh, somebody taking the Washington-Alabama is probably the most anticipated game. Is there any other game? Uh, in these playoffs that you guys are like, let's like pay attention to this one. How do you not look at Texas, Oklahoma State? I was the last three times they've played. It's been incredible. I, I mean, and we have, have and we had a game frozen. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the one game out of eight hundred plus sims that they've run and that that freezes and it's that one, and then they first followed that round. up in the first round of the the playoffs that year with a outstanding game and then the matchup this year between the two of them was just again down to the wire phenomenal I mean I've been lucky enough I think on the call for all three of those games I'm calling that one on Wednesday night too like that's those games are have been probably some of the most entertaining that I've been a part of here in my short time in the CFSL like watching that that those two teams go at it and knowing Houston right now wanting to just beat the brakes off of Juby, get out of the first round of the playoffs, and, and finally, you know, get that big win against them. It should be fun to watch. I agree, man. That's going to be the game I got my own, and the Washington-Alabama game, man. Those are – that's going to be the matchups I really can't wait to see, man. The Kentucky-LSU game could get really interesting. I mean, LSU's had a great team, great defense, but if you look at the two games they played against Texas and Oklahoma – their, their offense struggled. I mean, we were three points away from beating them, giving up team defense. I, I can't remember what they scored against Texas. But it wasn't very much. You know, close game, anything could happen. A couple turnovers, a couple pick sixes the wrong way. Uh, I think it's going to be a closer game than, than you know, the ratings suggest. I'll drink to that. <laughs> that's, I guess that's what this night is for. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, yeah Texas, yeah Texas Oklahoma State again. You know, you, you see this matchup. It's number six Texas versus number three Oklahoma State. I don't feel like Texas is the underdog here. You know, I still think Oklahoma State's the underdog. I yeah, I mean, my whole thing with it is this season especially. Harrison's been 
kind of an inefficient quarterback in my eyes just because of the turnover ratio and the completion percentages and everything. Uh, you're going against a Texas secondary that has proven time and time again they are elite, they are ready to play, and they will ball hawk you every chance that they get. Do we see another seven, you know, a high turnover interception rate for Harrison? Or do we see him be super efficient and almost play like uh, Coco at Missouri, where it's just very spot on, very precise, very clean play? If he ever has another seven interception game, I think he will retire immediately. That was the <laughs> one off game I've ever seen in my life. That was mind blowing. I can't remember. Did he win that game though? Yes. Yeah, they ended up coming back to win. <laughs> I do think Oklahoma State got right against Tennessee too. They they were impressive against Oklahoma. I mean, we got a good defense, and they they lit us up. Yeah, I think. Uh, Murph and Frank are the ones that can speak to or attest to just how the two teams that got in from the Big 12 have to face each other. Or obviously, I mean, LSU's in there as well. So LSU, Big 10 are the only ones with the, the three teams in there. Uh, I mean, it for LSU, it, it is mostly their defense, but their offense can... It, it it like each team that's in here has their flaws, has their pros and their cons. Is there a team right now that has the upper hand going into the playoffs? I think Horns' favorite team is the most complete team in Alabama. But like you said, they've only really played you know one marquee game, and Auburn gave them everything they could with pretty limited offensive game from Auburn. You know, that's the only team Alabama got shut down by defensively. So even then, you know, is, was that a fluke or was that, you know, Alabama coming back to the mean, you know, being, playing a great team and showing that they did have flaws on offense. Pogi, you want to get in there? Oh, you're right. You're, yeah, there you go. Sorry, my bad. But, yeah, man, I feel like Alabama's going to be a tough team, man. I feel like that was a tough matchup for them with Auburn as Auburn is a solid defensive team, and Flower Day's able to shut down the NWO group, man. NWO, great Hall of Fame wide receivers, but Flower Day, he is, in my opinion, the greatest DB we've seen in the CFSL, man. I feel like Alabama is the team to beat in the playoffs, though. Just my opinion. No offense to LSU. All love. But, I mean, Alabama's top receiver hasn't scored a touchdown in a couple games now. Zach Stone. Uh, Spread the ball. Idle. Idle. Well, yeah. you could either go one or the other. I mean, they're, they've yeah. been switching back and forth the last two seasons for who's going to have the most touchdowns. Right. But this whole season was, from the get-go, idle, idle, idle. He's our man. And he's kind of gone ice cold. And here's the thing. Here's a crazy aspect of all of this. They were both in the transfer portal. I don't know how serious they were in going somewhere else if they wanted to be together 
or if they wanted to go their own separate ways, or maybe it was a whole like, like LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh back in 2010 when they wanted to go to Miami. And all of a sudden we get the, we get the notification. We're going back to Bama. I think it was just a ploy to, you know, start the, uh, pro Bama league thing. I agree. I agree. That was all trying to draw attention to Bama, man. There was no way in you know what they were transferring, man. I tried my hardest to get those guys to come to Kentucky. I'm sorry. Just throwing it out there. But, hey, man, just, there was no way they were transferring. I think was trying to take, take away uh, assets from other teams and they must spend time chasing them while they could uh, sneak in and, and uh, snipe other players that we wanted since we were focusing on them. Buck? Well, well, you were still in the transfer portal at that time, Frank. No, I was. They weren't coaches. I was. Was actually. Oh, I thought they were in the coach tree too. No, they no, they were not. They were strictly just the transfers. I didn't go after wide receiver. I don't need competition. <laughs> <laughs> we needed everything. I, obviously, we know now that Iowa yeah. needs competition. <laughs> you usually want to lose your kick returning job. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm I did vote him all American kick returner. I cannot lie. He is the best. Logan is the man. <laughs> the fastest Native American in the CFSL. There you go. <laughs> what were you saying, Buck? Well, I was saying that I, I was looking through everybody's everybody's schedules, and I know we lose to Alabama being one of the favorites coming in, but looking at their schedule, they haven't beaten a playoff team. They, well, at least they haven't faced a playoff team. Um, so that's a little suspicious, you know, and I think if we look at around and all these other ones, you know, Texas, they beat one and I think they lost to LSU as well. And Oklahoma state beat one. So this is probably the most parody I've seen in playoffs is where a lot of these teams didn't face each other a whole lot. Uh, I think we know Wisconsin, Notre Dame did. And yeah, I mean, uh, Notre Dame faced Washington and that was part of their two-game losing streak. I mean, they played us. We beat them on a last-second field goal. Then Notre Dame beat them. Outside of that, they beat Michigan. They beat Iowa. They beat Oregon. They beat Boise. It, it's crazy. Um, yeah. And we finished with the same record as Washington, and we held the tie. I, I mean, obviously, if there was a tiebreaker in play, we had the head-to-head but uh, because they won a conference game which their conference opponents were Florida and Texas A&M, I and mean, they would have beat us anyway because we lost to Florida, so that would have been a common opponent. Well, the crazy thing, look at Texas' schedule. They they play, what, at least four playoff teams? Yeah, they, yeah. they were something crazy. Think about where everybody had Texas after the first few weeks, man. Everybody thought Texas was done, though, man. And for them to be in the playoffs is a huge shock, but they are a great team. Yeah, they they started with Notre Dame, lost by three. Lost by three to Auburn after that. Uh, then faced uh, an angry – or they were angry and faced poor uh, <laughs> Nate Murphy <laughs> – uh, uh, for that for that game, uh, uh, and then they they went on a. I mean, they lost fourteen to three to LSU. So it wasn't like LSU played this really impressive game and beat the doors off of Texas. 
it was pretty much a back and forth type of game that LSU just had two touchdowns in. Yeah, well, it just tells you how. I mean, it shows you how scary uh, LSU can be, though. Because look, I mean, Texas lost in their name Auburn first two weeks, and they play West Virginia. And no offense to uh, Big Murph here, you know, guys, but handed to him. But also, his team didn't win a game this season. Then you're facing an Oklahoma team that was reeling. Then you face LSU. You lose to LSU, who's a playoff team. Then you get to play Missouri. And then you beat Oklahoma State by seven, which I think was a comeback game as well. Yeah, and they're sort of at the end. Yeah. And then you beat the breaks off TM8, uh, Texas AM, which also we saw what they did this season too. Yeah. So I will say the probably the biggest question mark is Texas coming into the playoffs just because, you know, the they lost the LSU held them to three points after they scored 84 points a few weeks ago. That's true. Texas oh. is a week in, week out team in my eyes. Yeah. I mean, it's playoff time. You're not playing uh, West Virginia or Missouri or anybody else that, you know, you're playing a, a person that worked their butts off to get in the playoffs. And, you know, this might be Houston's year. Quincy Myers is a grown man, though, man. He, Good he Lord. He is. And he, he, I wonder how much of using him on kick return is hurting him offensively, though. Very true, man. Very true. He could be getting tired. Because that. We don't, I mean, nobody likes to talk about it. Fatigue is a thing in the CFSL. So that's why you kind of have to pick your battles on who you put as pun and kick returners because it does matter later on. It might yeah, not show rear its ugly forth. head, but it will at some point. Yep. I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about uh, Big Murph? I mean, you, you've, been, you've been quiet over there. What do you, what do you, you got uh, anything? Well, I, I'm still, I'm still absorbing some of these blows from from we're, Buck. It's he, not, it's not blows. It's just we're talking. No, about I, I know, I know. You're, and I, I get it, I get it. Um, I and mean, we keep talking about me being 0 and 8. I've played five of these eight playoff teams this season. Uh, so I mean, I, I know some of these guys pretty well. Um, I agree. Alabama, they haven't played the toughest schedule. Texas, they're hit or miss. Uh, Oklahoma State, their offense. Uh, we we know, yeah. I appreciate no, I mean, that. Oklahoma State, always having, you, you guys, no, I mean, I mean look at this. We, you, you played we turned over seven times and lost, and then we played Kentucky <laughs> opening week, uh, and missed out on that one. I mean, we lost to three by uh, to Alabama. Yeah, I, I was I going to point that one out. Yep, West Virginia should not be over for the year, man. They should not be over for the year. That's a better ball club than they show on paper, man. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, let's let's look at Iowa's schedule and compare it. We've played LSU, Kentucky, Notre Dame, Oregon, Washington, Ohio State. I mean I most of the teams that we, that we actually came played, back against Ohio State. That's actually one of the games that I I wish I had back. But yeah. That, oh, that's I agree. the one game that's, we that's wish why... we had back in Lexington. Yeah, I mean that was a hundred percent tatted defense. I will attest to that. My offense did not do anything that game. Man, it's so heartbreaking that we lost to you guys, man. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's crazy though. But what do I mean? This brings up a bigger aspect. What do you? Okay, so we have we have eight week schedule. We have two non conference, and then there's six conference. But you're not playing one. Uh, you're not playing one team. Are you guys, after what we're talking about, is it 
where we need to maybe play everybody in our conference and have just one non-conference game. Are you guys okay? Let's let's have the two non-conference games and let let's just keep it how it is. Like, what's the the thought process here? Because there's, it's it's almost like we're not getting a fair assessment because non they're putting so much emphasis on the conference games, but you're not playing one of your opponents. Coming from the guy that snuck in. Coming from the guy that snuck in, I do believe we need to play everybody in our conference. That's just my opinion. I do love the two non-conference games, but I do think we need to play everybody just so there is no who needs to get in. I mean, that was, I mean, at the end of the day, four and two in the conference should get you into the playoffs, but an extra conference game would determine and end all conversation of who the best team is. Yeah. You know, I I think I think you should have to play everybody in your conference. I think what what they should do, and I don't think this is a ton of work, is to break the conferences up into divisions of four. You play everybody in your conference, and then you have a couple games against the other other, other division, and then you have a couple non-conference games as well, and then you have a championship game at the end of the season between the t- the top two of each of the divisions. Oh man, that would be sick, man. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> also I think it still has to expand before we can get into that. I think it would. I think eight's kind of a tough way to do that. I think it would have to be at a ten team per conference. Well, yeah. I, I think I think four's four is still a good amount because you give you give chances for teams like maybe you know Ohio State, who maybe didn't win with in a conference of Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Washington, but maybe they're in like the South Conference and. You know, they finished five and three and four and two in conference. Yeah, who would have thought we would have shut out Wisconsin for three quarters? Yeah. Well, and I think, Buck, that brings up my ideas on it, is that it's a sim league. It's people get to, you know, it's not play. It's your career isn't riding on the line. It's a simulated player. So people's emotions are going to come into a lot more effect when they choose which team that they come to compared to if you were deciding your actual college career as if you act if you actually were playing a sport so you're gonna see your more popular teams which we're seeing this season with alabama they just had a plethora of big talent come to them because it's alabama and that's their favorite team oklahoma state you get that because Oklahoma, it's a Texas predominantly league. Oklahoma, hand in hand. You see a lot of Texas guys because it's, again, a lot of Texas guys coming into the league. Uh, you're going to see your Notre Dames. You're going to see your Michigans. You're going to see your Ohio States. You're going to see your OUs. I think that's our root of the deal is it's just – it's the a blue blood league. Decide where they get to go, and you can put a cap on it, but still, the guys that are going to spend the money are going to go where they want to go. Yeah, but Not I think they go the, where they get the best playing time. I think with the there there are rules that say if you play a full four seasons, you can't play at the same school yeah. after a certain amount of seasons. So there are some protections in that. Yeah, you know, maybe a Michigan fan can only play for four years, and now he has to go to another team and enjoy his time, but. You know, it, like somebody said, uh, it is a blue belt, blue blood um, 
league, and I really wish we could bring in Georgia. That would yeah. be huge. <laughs> I think if Georgia came in, we that might rival. Georgia would be streak. unreal. That would be an unreal squad if they could come into the league, man. Oh, my God. I like the fourth season rule because it does do that. It's just the problem of the influx that's happened in the past yeah. four or five seasons. Yeah, but we've and seen people like DeHopper or Nick Hopper, for example. I mean, he's in Texas, but he's at Notre Dame. Yeah, because Mike was there. Well, I'm a huge Michigan fan, and I didn't even really talk to Horns. You know. Hey, Frank told me to F off, so. <laughs> I'm a, he told me he didn't know who I was. So. I went to Clemson, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm, I'm the first person to admit I'm a terrible recruiter. I'm just, I, I just sim a lot. That's how I got the job. <laughs> I tried the direct approach. It didn't work. I tried the indirect approach. It didn't work. I just was like, all right, you guys got to figure this out because obviously I'm telling you it's the wrong Because I can't. Yeah. Apparently they just don't like me. No, dude, my coaches got most of my commits, honestly, this this off season. Like I'd start talking to recruits and like they just they'd bolt. I'd see commitments in league chat like the next day and they weren't coming to West Virginia. So I was like, you know what, I I'm just gonna let you guys close the deal and uh I'll talk to them once they commit. So Yeah. You need, you need to market better. You need to put like John Denver on some posters. <laughs> just just put uh, Pat Pat McAfee on a poster and you're good to go. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm, brand, I'm pretty man. sure I have. To, I'm pretty sure I would have to pay him a lot of money to start posting him anywhere. I'm, I'm sure he's got people watching. He does shit not all the time. care. He does not <laughs> care. If anybody Actually, doesn't care, is Pat. Man, Pat does not care. You know, there's there's a broken relationship between Pat and WVU for real. Uh, well, they're that's just, just starting. Slate, man. They're well. They're starting. They're starting to patch some things back up finally. But dude, he didn't even come back to Morgantown for years after he. Well, yeah, because Rodriguez left. Well, I, you know, I've got my own uh, opinions on Rodriguez and Beeline. They both bolted for Michigan right after good seasons at West Virginia, so they Go can blue. both they can both kiss my ass. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, feisty Big Murph. I, and you know what? The, the sad thing is, I don't even get I this actually, on the broadcast. You only get this on the pod. Uh, the, only on the podcast. No, I actually know John Beeline personally. I, I, same class as his son, Pat. So, like, I've, I've met the guy. I like the guy. And then he, he bolts for a place like Michigan. And I, it just kind of made me sick. But, um, yeah, that's, that's as far as I do probably need to start pulling in, like, Pat McAfee stuff and, Maybe I get some guys in the West Virginia and better this team so we don't go 0-8 again next year. I think that's uh, the best thing that we could do as a league is add a punter role because it doesn't yeah. make any difference. It's pure revenue for the league. But so many people would pay. To a Pat Mac arch would be awesome, man. A Pat <laughs> McAfee arch would be awesome. I would pay that or like Mar- uh, who, uh, Mar- uh, Mar- uh, Marquette from a couple of years ago. Or yeah. Johnny Hecker, oh my god. Or Hecker, dude. yeah, where his throw accuracy and throw power is like nine. Or that old boy that's in college right now for uh, San Diego State. That oh, just, that Aussie, man. He is a freaking <laughs> Yeah, stud. was in fucking 80 bombs. 
That dude is a freaking man, so he has a he has a cannon. You guys are watching like CBS Sports at night, just watching San Diego State Aztecs. I was a kicker, so you know, I'm all for the brand. I could never punt because my leg doesn't go up that far. My hips are all messed up. I, I I could never get my leg up too high. All I could do was you know send it through the uprights. What about old Tom Tupo who used to play for the Patriots and played back at quarterback? Yeah. There's old school wisdom for you guys. Hey, I think Pat McAfee's the only NFL punter that has a uh, passing touchdown. So I do got a recruiting uh, idea for, for Murph. Get get Pat McAfee to put you through a table. That'd be a great recruiting video. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm dead. <laughs> I honestly, if you emailed him and said, "Hey, I run a, I'm, I'm in a sin league, and I do West Virginia, and I would love if you could just send me a video saying, "Hey, Big Murph said you should, and you should do go to West Virginia." He might just do it just for the jokes. If you send it to him or Zito, they probably would do that, man. No lie, they definitely would do that <laughs> shit. Wait, why are we what? helping Big Murph in the recruiting? We all uh, have he, to he like he <laughs> Yeah, but Tennessee uh, yeah, went 0-8, always... but we're, we're not sending them any help. Well, my God, they got paid. You know what? Switzerland doesn't need any help. For what he had, he did really well. Allen was a hit-or-miss target. It was either going to be a, you know, high-risk, high-reward, or it was going to be a low-risk, low-reward. But two elite quarterbacks, guys. What were they thinking, man? That just—I don't know about that. That that game plan was crazy to me. I mean, OU has two elite quarterbacks. Well, we have a five side. Yeah, but just one of them is playing. One of them is playing receiver. Yeah, and the other one because had, because he had the right archetype for it. Exactly. Yeah, but the one that they put at receiver has a lower turnover ratio. <laughs> Hey, don't talk. Don't talk about my. my <laughs> I love Vinny. Vinny's great. Hopefully, he'll get a quarterback uh, position next year. Vinny should have been you guys' quarterback. I'm calling it. You guys being the playoffs of Vinny at it. <laughs> that would have been a sight to see, man. Oh my god. Nah, you you can't bench Car. I thought it. He would he if, would implode. If he hit the transfer portal like he was talking about, I had this whole idea in my head of getting him to transfer, telling him he was going to start behind Lyle and then picking up somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. All right. Segway. Mike, take it away. Oh, man. I guess we're coming up with a different topic now. All right, so we talked a lot about teams that did make the playoffs and the pit. Let's talk about the teams that didn't. So we have Michigan, Iowa, Boise, Texas A&M, Missouri, West Virginia, Miami. Are you feeling team. left out that you just want us to start talking about Michigan now? I'm, I'm really upset. I do upset. not want to play clutch. Um, I do not want to play clutch. Last no clutch. I was sad last night, angry. I had a lot of emotions going through me after that game, especially with like a minute left. Uh you know, as Murph and them can attest, um, that was just such a crazy. You got 30, 30 seconds left. You're on the forty, and you have two timeouts, and you want to check it deep. So uh, that's hurtful. But 
Anyways, so uh, these teams likely have a pretty good uh, draft. What about that clipping call? Oh my god, I've never <laughs> seen that. That was the worst flag ever. Worst flag ever, man. Poor and then, and then the ensuing play was a pick. It was a pick. It was a pick. It, and they it, ran it out of the end zone. Like, it, it, it's karma for the calls when, people, when Iowa played Michigan. Because we should have won that game. There were so many late game fourth quarter calls that it was just. I about punched my keyboard and broke it watching the game. I guess. I need Zebra, Zebras did their thing. I thought there should have been some reviews on some plays that weren't reviewed. Uh, uh, it's I, I blame myself for that one, but... Jeff going into the bathroom with the refs at halftime was a little weird to me, but I'll be yeah. talking about that. Wow. <laughs> I tried to give him half wow, off coupons a- at the corn stall, but... <laughs> I, I just thought it was a helping hand because I gave the game to Iowa, so I thought Iowa should have the – it should be a ref from Iowa that does the game. So it just turned out that it happened like that. Sorry. Yeah, I bet you were given the helping hand at halftime. All right, so uh, <laughs> back to wow. – or, may, or maybe you just couldn't do something that Allen could do for four straight seasons. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm oh trying – Oh, my God. <laughs> Here, right? <laughs> so I, I mean, can do Juby, Juby beat you in the playoffs, and now I beat you. Oh my God! Tell me, Alan's gonna be riding in the locker room tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen to these. He's old. No, yeah, no, no Alan. Podcast is. Yeah, he <laughs> definitely not. He probably doesn't even know how to click the link. <laughs> he barely knows how to use Discord. <laughs> oh my God. We like you, Alan. Don't hate me. Yeah, yeah. Um, please, please don't ban me. He is the number one troll. So. Yeah. So back to these teams that will have a good playbook draft. What do, do we think? Any of these teams will make the playoffs next season, or who who out of these teams will probably have the most success? And you only have to say Michigan. I already know it. I mean, I think I think there's definitely some teams with potential. I mean, even look at like West Virginia. I mean, they they took. As a so-called Mac school, they took Alabama to the wire. Michigan, you never know what you know. The, the snack field didn't work, but you have you have the talent there. Losing a lot of seniors. The two, you know, look at the two triple option teams. I'm assuming they're not going to be triple option teams anymore. Yeah. They did pretty decent for being handcuffed with uh, the triple option offense. Who would have thought the triple option would have sucked this bad, man? I hate that for those guys, man. The triple option was going to be the key to winning, man. It takes a very, very certain skill set in your players. Yeah. I mean, you need at least two really good halfbacks. The fullback kind of whatever, but then you need that quarterback as well that is strictly – you know, you know what? I'm just gonna go into running. Who cares about throwing? Yeah, I think Boise State when they came out with uh, Air Force's playbook, that one really handcuffed. And there's there's a major difference between the Air Force book and the other triple option books, and it just didn't work for them from the start. So I mean, I think that was a big one. Boise State will be a lot better next year. 
I know Clutch is going to go away from the triple option. I, he's not going to do that next year. So they're going to look a lot different. They're going to be a lot different to prepare for for all those teams that got to got to play them next year. So that'll be interesting to watch them. I would not be surprised if they made a run towards the playoffs next year because they'll be far better than they were this season. I want no part of Clutch next year. Clutch is going to be on a mission to make the playoffs, and it is going to be a scary, scary team in Boise, Idaho. But he hasn't made the playoffs in two seasons. It doesn't matter, man. He is going to be on a mission. His goal is going to be to make the playoffs, and I am scared to face him. I hope we do not get them out of conference. I know 14R Davis said that, but, man, Mike, please do not give us Boise. I don't know. I think it de- it depends on where those running backs go. I mean, he could switch it up, but he's all- he also has a fullback on the roster, so he's kind of hamstrung himself. Yeah, I mean, triple option and everything it it, it hamstrings you. And yeah, it does. I mean, and the only thing san- to take it, it to the playoffs was the- Alabama back in season seven. Yeah, it sandwiches into this t- a talk me and Frank have had. There is. A weird thing with NCAA 14 that it doesn't matter if you're running the revamp mod, none of that. There are certain mixtures of attributes and players that it just turns it sour. Very true. Breaks Very true. Anybody that's simmed, anybody that's ever played the game at some sort of a level that has some depth in it knows this. We all know that Army and Georgia Tech is the favorite of of Sims and MCAA 14. We all know yeah. that. So it's going to be really crucial for these teams that missed out to not overextend into players. You've got to fill your holes and correct your wrongs, but you can't just go out and get the guy that's going to 99 in everything. Because more often than not, the guy that 99s in everything is not going to do very well. We've seen it with you know, the five stars and the four stars and even some three stars coming out and just balling out week in, week out. I mean, Levi Timms, he is a five star and he's the goat wide receiver of all time. All time, all time. Yep. You have to get people that understand the game that are going to upgrade. Because if you got guys that come in at three stars it's a dice roll on whether or not they're going to be good. You got guys that come in at four stars. It's a dice roll whether they're going to be good. And there's a lot of three and four stars that have been great for teams. I mean, our we have Simon Simmons on Iowa. He's been absolutely fantastic for his rating this year. But, I won a national championship as a three star. I'm happy as that. Yeah. I mean, it's, come on, guys. It's a balancing act of where you upgrade and what positions because we all know in defense your secondary is absolutely massive. Yep. But oh god, yeah. Your line's absolutely massive. Offense-wise, obviously you got to have your quarterbacks in. I like I said in my drunken thoughts post, I think we're going to see that transition back towards a full passing league because so many teams did the run this year. And it didn't work out for 75% of the teams that went with a more running approach than how we've seen. 
That's because there were so many great defensive tackles, man. You got to look yeah. at Frost and LeBlanc, man. Those guys were unstoppable, yeah. man. Yeah. You, I mean, you can't – you just can't fight the fact that you've got these guys that have been in the league, have been in these sims. They know how to pack their guys. They know how they work out. Like, Frost is going to make – Frost is going to make a player that is a star season – Every single career. I agree, man. It's going to happen. Love Isaac, though. Oregon to the death. But that brings up a conversation with Mike about offensive line play. Yeah, that can, I could tell you from conversations with Mike. We He knows. We've had these conversations. He's watched his fullback, and he's watched Michigan, who we tried to run. That was our goal at the beginning of the season was run. And for some odd reason, offensive line is slow. The halfback, even though, you know, I, in the minute here, I'm full 99 across the board, and my halfback would not follow the fullback through the hole for the life of him. So he's but well aware of these issues. Is that could also be for? that 99 glitch, like I talked about. But the other thing with the offensive line, I kind of like how we do it with the pluses and the minuses that the AD picks. But I think they should be more minute, more specific to where you can give a specific number that you want to do in each category instead of doing, hey, yeah, you're going to do this or you're going to do this. I agree, man. They need to have more tackle center center aficionado on that, man. The center is key in that, man. The center is key. But nobody- well, I think the center needs to stay the same as it is because we all want to see a mis-snap. And it's got to happen eventually. <laughs> that's very true. We yeah. all want to wait for that moment because and that's going to be, be an Iowa game. Uh, Yeah, I know. Now that I've said it, it's going to happen. <laughs> but we're all waiting for that one moment because it's got to happen at some point. And that's going to be pure gold for the league. That's the crazy thing about the league, too, is like, you know, like you said, the offensive line does terrible for certain teams. But I don't know how many times I've been like pissed off or- you know, my dude is yoked up, and I get one-on-one blocked by a 72 right tight end. I'm like, it's like, how does that work? Like, yeah. the entire game, like, against Oklahoma State, I got owned by a walk-on tackle. And I'm like, how the hell does this happen? And, you know, like, it's just crazy. It's about knowing what, what, to, what to pack up, what to, you know, game plan for, what to, you know, it, it's, it's just crazy. It is very nerve-wracking, man. As a 99 safety, I agree wholeheartedly, man. Good God, you don't know what to take, man. You do not know what to take. What a lot of people don't realize, too, is there's a lot of variables that go into it. The weather, the temperature. There's so much that actually goes into how you're – you can have a a 99. You can go into the hard files and change your offense to a 99% pass, 1% run. And if it's Depending 10 degrees yeah, knowing you run more times than you pass. Exactly. It's just, there's so many different variables that go in. And the one thing I don't like about NCAA 14 is when you're simming, they don't weigh very heavy on multiple defensive schemes. They only weigh heavy the last one. 
So whatever that defense ran the last time, that's what they weigh on. There's got. It, it, I'm hoping with twenty the new NCA it fixes that to where it looks at what that team the defense has ran the whole game, and then adjusts your offense in a sim against it. But right now it's kind of just you're looking at the last play. That's what your offense is going to run the next play. So if you're if the defense ran you know a cover three zone. Screen. Your your offense is either going to run a screen or a draw. That's all it's going to be. Very true, man. A screen is the death of that defense, man. Oh, my God. Who would ever thought that, man? Well, it's crazy. On first and second down, the screen is, like, the best running play in the entire game. And a Mm. third down, it's the worst play in the On third down, you're losing three four yards every time. Opposing defense does. Yeah, I mean, depending on what their settings are going into it, then yeah, I mean, a screenplay on third down will work. Like, there's been so many times we've been on that third down, and it is a perfect like everything has been set up all game for like a play action tight end out or a play action wide receiver zag. But oh my god, it runs either a bubble or a halfback screen. And a bubble, it, half the time it works. It depends on you know, yeah. If the corners are pressed, yeah, I'm usually gonna get that first down. That but has bothered me so much, man. If they set back, mean. I'm getting tackled three yards behind the line of scrimmage. It is crazy, man. I swear, man. Copley should be wide open on the screen on third down. <laughs> he is so covered. It bothers me so much, man. I there were him. so many times against Michigan. I was sitting there. I was like, watch. He's pressed against me. I'm going to just bomb it. I've got bands. I'm about to stunt on him. <laughs> and Lyle just runs off to the side. And I'm like, yep. All right. You were locked down, bands I can't zone. even be mad. That's okay. the first time. I can't even be mad about it. All right, so here we go. So Tennessee, they got they got two quarterbacks. We know that they're no matter what, they're gonna have somebody. Um, let's see, Deshaun Odie, he's a sophomore redshirt. He's staying at Miami. Uh, Barnes is staying at West Virginia. Uh, Chalakovich is probably staying at Missouri. Texas A and M has Jackson. He's gonna be staying there. That's that's the teams that. I mean, obviously Thor Savage. He's I don't gonna... think Jackson's staying. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to leave. Thor yeah, Savage is pretty much said he's leaving. Okay, so Jackson, he's a he's a sophomore, so we'll see there. But who is set up in that? I mean, I know Mike was alluding to that, but what team could with who might be leaving? Who is that team that could take that next step? It's a little trickier than what Mike said because Mike was asking who's set in in right now to make the playoffs, but who needs that next little oomph to get into that next tier? Clemson to see what Stevens does, man. I swear I don't know what he'll do, but that's going to be a tough team. Clemson's going to be a tough team in the SEC. I think Clemson's missing two or three key pieces. I Hmm. think they need – at least an elite and a five-star wide receiver, and they're going to need a different quarterback. 
as for just needing that one key piece to really just catapult them to the next level. Man, I kind of want to put Oregon into that mix. I think they're just missing something. I don't know what it is, but there's just one thing that they're missing. They're missing me, man. They're missing me. They're missing Frosty. Yeah. Yeah, that that might be it. Uh, I mean, Iowa, we're missing we're missing some stuff that we've got to fix. Ohio State, I mean, you put one or two key pieces on Ohio State, and they're easily a top five team. I I got some. Yeah, there's there's some. Yeah, there's, and that's gonna be a key going into this off season. I think OU's missing one piece. Yeah, I know who you think it is, and I yeah, yeah, I. I, I... <laughs> I'm very. I have my hard set opinions on some things, and I think there's a one piece OU that could turn OU into an absolute powerhouse with the roster that they have. Because OU's line is, on paper, the best line in the league by far. Yeah, they they're Iowa last year. But what I mean, Boise O line or D line coming into their. I mean, obviously it's. You probably got one player that's taking up majority of that that maybe not a lot of people are taking an eye on, but they will. <laughs> they will. I mean, I I had an eye on that as soon as we're, I knew that we were playing Boise in week seven. We're seeing Boise post-Gombas. I mean, it's yeah. showing how much of an effect. But McCray is, um, is good. He just – He's good. Yeah. He, no, he's really good. Um. Yeah, he he's really good, but we're yeah, Gombas took most of the attention away. And like Florida post teams, I mean, it's a completely uh, it's not a completely different team, but it's a, a significant difference in a team. What about you, Murph? I mean, if Florida State can figure some things out on offense, they'll be dangerous next year. I mean, you got Lacey who can do it with his legs. He throws it pretty well too. I mean, they didn't or put up a ton Lacey's of points. Not the key, or maybe he's not. Maybe they got to figure something else out. But I mean, they've got a defense that's going to keep them in every single game. They could be next season's LSU, right? I mean, a defense that doesn't give up a ton of points, and all your offense has to do is kind of figure it out along the way. I it might only take a guy or two on Florida State squad, and we're seeing them back in the playoffs again next year. If they had a speedy slot. I think that's their issue. They don't have that under guy. They don't have that check down dude. Uh, Lacey's having to just bomb it to eat, to Ike almost every single play. If he had a guy that was a consistent check down, breaking tackles, getting in, catching that, you know, six to eight yards every single time he gets the ball, I think they're back to what they were last season. Uh, me, I don't know how Florida State didn't win more games this year, man. I swear, they whipped us this year. It was unreal. Sim Godson. Unreal. I mean, to me, I think the biggest deal, like, for these teams that are, you know, the pit teams, the, you know, the, the non-playoff teams, it's going to be who finds that, that coach. Like, like, every team, to me, I think there's the coaching issue is the bigger issue for teams, like my team. Zaza and I were, and DJ Hall, were recruiting monsters. But we're we're young. We don't have the same experience. We had, you know, one guy who said, "We got teams that have guys who've been simming for 20 years, 
but don't have another recruiter. You know, like I think that's the I think that's the biggest thing. You find one of these teams like, you know, in Oregon, you know, bring bring another experienced coach into there, or you know, Michigan, bring a, a recruiter who can, you know, hammer the recruiting trail and let Horns take care of the game planning, or Jeff take care. You know, like, like that's I think that's gonna be the big thing. If if a big time coach steps up somewhere. I think that's going to be the bigger issue, and I think that's going to be the bigger change. I mean, you look at the best teams; they all have, you know, for the most part, experienced game planners. They have experienced coaches. They have experienced recruiters. You know, the pit teams; a lot of them don't have a full staff that can do everything. You know, like and I said, like, you know, Oklahoma can recruit with the best of them, but you know, we basically have one guy who sits. It's a good, interesting point there. And that's why the coaching portal is so big. And it's why so many ADs want to build up a coaching tree. And, uh, you know, the more people that want to coach, I mean, this is just whoever is going to be listening to this um, in the CFSL, if you want to get into coaching, the opportunities are there. I mean, they're, they're endless. You could start as a recruiting coordinator. I did that at Notre Dame in season six. I worked my way up. Um, obviously, things happened where I got thrust into the playoffs, and you know, at that time, a lot of people give me give me crap for you know just sticking with the settings. But what they were doing was the settings were working, um, so I stuck with them. They worked. We got to the championship. We didn't win. We were runner-ups, but, you know, outside of that, um, then I made the playoffs the, last, the next season. We beat Florida – We, uh, I think we beat Florida State, but then lost to Texas. So um, coaching staffs are very important. Start as a recruiting coordinator, you know, next season, and then before you know it, like even if you don't have the game yet, like I know – in I don't know if inflation is still going on and eBay and everything with people going back to work. It still could be. It still could be. But you work your way up, you know, you be recruiting coordinator. Then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're like, you know what? Maybe I want some more responsibility. You go to your day AD, you're like, hey, I want some more responsibility. Okay. Um, and then before you know it, you got the game, you got the system, and then you got revamped. You download the package files, and before you know that, you're, you're running Sims like Logan, Horns, myself, Murph, Frank, Pookie's probably – I mean, we don't know anything about Kentucky. You're probably running Sims too. So, I mean, it, it, this, I'm sure this panel has all sets of people that could talk all day about, Hey, this it's the opportunities are there. Teams are just giving these things away. I mean, it's that, that's what it's all about here. Look at this. We got we got R fourteen Davis showing up into the chat right now. Hey guys, I had to invite him, man. I of couldn't course. leave him out, man. I couldn't oh, leave him out. Oh great, no, no. And Jeff, another thing on that. Yeah. I've uh, I've harped this. I've told and I've helped quite a few people on this. If anybody needs any help setting up, revamped, and getting everything set up for PC. I'm more than happy to help anybody in the league. I've got it set up on multiple people's PCs. I've got all the extra stuff 
thanks in part to Horns and Houston for their guides that helped me get the extra files and everything. But I'm more than willing to help any future, anybody that's interested in coaching, anybody that is a coach right now that wants to take that extra step and do the PC version, which is, in my ideas, far better. So here we go. Uh, oh, does somebody have anything left to add to that? Also, this is one thing I like to vote. Well, like, everyone, it's, it's funny. Everyone thinks I've been around for you know, a while because as much as I talk. But, you know, I came in immediately. You know, I love my AD. He was great. But I started reaching out to other guys. You know, like, I, re- I reached out to other ADs, asked them questions. And obviously they're not going to give me the entire, you know, secrets. But they've always, like, gave me straight answers, like whether it be Venom asked, you know, when I told him, hey, should I go to Elite right away, or should I, you know, stay a four-star so, you know, I can pack up once I get to a good team. You know, like, it's, like, I like, I like it. I, you guys, as long as you're not, you know, a, a D-bag about it, they're going to at least give you an honest answer. Yeah. You know, the league's full of great guys. Yeah. Everybody man. seems to help everybody out, and you can always DM somebody if you have a question, and if they can't answer it, they know who can answer the question. Oh, very true, man. We're all one brotherhood, man. One brotherhood. Yes, sir. So we're a minute five into this. I'm sure we could keep going for another hour and go to two hours, but I know – People, I mean, it's, we're getting close to it's eleven twenty four where Murph is right now. Anybody on the East Coast? Old um, ass gotta go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So he, here we go. Let, let's uh, let we let's get into real quick. What are some uh, as Frank was talking with all Americans? It came out. Uh, this doesn't have to be a full hour here talking about this, but real quick, I mean, I know it just came out. You could go through it with all Americans who, who are some that stick out to you the most. It could be from any position, uh, no matter who it is, who, who are the ones that you guys are keeping your eye on and putting might be who you're voting for, for all American Myers, Coco, Abdullah, and 14R Davis for AD of the year. Love Kentucky. All love. I don't think I would go with Coco as quarterback for All American. I mean, they played no. they played three teams where they. Wow. I mean, I mean, but Croft is yeah. a better has put a better stats than wow. Coco. He's actually oh. played teams that have won games. Um, no offense to Coco, they did exactly what they were supposed to do, but that's like saying. Oh, you know, Alabama, you know, real life Alabama played like three, Citadel. you know, <laughs> teams and they blew them out. Yeah, and they played still Citadel in Georgia, Georgia, South Summer. Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those should be taken in the factor. Like you're playing teams that are obviously not as good as you and you're blowing them out like you should be. But those stats are inflated. Unlike, you know, you have Croft who put up great numbers against, you know, Notre Dame and all these other teams that they played. So. I don't know. I would, I would take Croft as as uh, as yeah. uh, quarterback. I mean, he put seventy plus on last year's best defense. That's just absurd numbers. Yeah, 
I mean, Iowa's defense is no joke. And Croft just went crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know very well. Yeah, there's a couple there's a couple pieces there. I, I know we could we could get into that. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of disappointed Smoke didn't get voted, man. I'm kind of disappointed Smoke White didn't get voted for the linebacker, man. Really upset about that. But the line- I, I will say, linebacker, it's – I mean, you got to be – Smoke should have been why, in there. Why it could have been, but when you take a look at who is on there, you really mm-hmm. cannot take anybody off and put him in there. I think there's a clear cut on linebacker. It has to be. There's only one person with over 100 tackles. Yep. But was that because of the defense being out there so long? Very true, I mean, man. It's it, it, it's a fair it's a fair thing. It's a fair thing, but you look at I mean winners. He's arguably I mean, you could put Hoskins and Winners up there as in the past two seasons the best linebackers the league have seen. And one has ninety and one has hundred and ten. There's a twenty tackle difference. Between who? Between uh winners and yeah, Hoskins. The winner has eighty eight. And Winter has Frost in front of him too, stealing. I thought Winter had ninety one. I'm, I'm not here to plug, but you got Cody Davis, eighty five. He's got one less tackle for loss. He's got two less sacks, but he has an interception. And Hoskins has an interception too. Yeah, but he has a hundred and twelve tackles. I, I'm Frost I'm, is the best. Defense yeah, but he also was. Frost is Hall of Fame defensive tackle. Yeah. I don't care what everybody says. No, he's he's. I, I think this year, I, I mean, earlier I picked LeBlanc for my defensive player of the year. I think right now we're looking at – we're definitely looking at Frost. Oh, for sure, for sure. What was if I said that uh, Porter had more sacks than Frost this season? Like, to me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a – as a defensive lineman, I thought I had a chance for a little while. And then I had two, you know, two games where I disappeared. I paid attention to LeBlanc, and I paid attention to Frazier, and I paid attention to Frosty. And Frosty had some amazing games. But he had, like, two games where he disappeared. LeBlanc had two games where he did nothing. You know, it seemed like Porter has always been a complete difference maker every every game I've watched. I mean, it's, you know, LeBlanc and, and... Frost have had amazing years, but you know, it, I've seen games where they completely disappeared, and it's like where they had like one tackle or three tackles, no tackles for loss. You know, is that yeah. is that defensive player of the year? Is that all American? Yeah, because they great years. But, yeah, it, it really really is tough because you know, like secondary, do you go with the guys who had the most picks, had the most touchdowns, the guys who had the most tackles, you know? It, it's 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 so hard. Like I I voted already, but it's it was tough. And you know, plus I think the defensive ends get a bad all these crazy defensive tackles. I mean, we're definitely seeing a deficit with defensive tackles being up there, just because they usually get double teamed. LeBron or Frost, who are you taking? 
Frost. Exactly. Okay, cool. Okay, both, and then get a couple DEs to go around them. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, but, like, I mean, but I, I, lo- I, I will think, I mean, Porter is up there. I mean, 21 sacks is no joke. And no, that's I know, we, I know we were we were talking about it. I mean, I was calling that game. and I don't know if it was you, Murph, or it, no, it was Mike. And we were talking about if if it's if he could be breaking Nick Harley's record for sacks in a season. And he's only in year two. Nick Harley, all time great. All time great. Yeah. Porter could definitely break it. I definitely think so. He's on pace to shatter it. He is. He is. But is it sustainable? I mean, we we've seen it throughout the whole time in the league, and looking back at the history, guys have, you know, two seasons. Even some get three seasons where they just pop. And then they always have at least one where it's just not quite that good. And it's if Porter sustains it, he goes down as the greatest of all time. But it's going to be interesting to see, especially next season and coming into his junior without the uh, junior packs anymore, whether or not he's going to be able to sustain it. With how much the league's going to progress with people upgrading and everything, with the new guys getting addicted and all that. It's definitely harder to sustain it, but, I mean, you, you look on the list, right? Tommy Gardner's right there, too, on the All-American list. So, if you've got two guys sitting a defensive tackle, you can't double-team them. You're going to have two decent defensive ends. I, you know, Wisconsin's defensive line is stacked. It's going to free up Porter for a couple, at least a couple more seasons, I, I wouldn't imagine they're going to go away from their defensive game plan. So, yeah, it's hard to sustain, but the right game plan, you'll see him disappear for a game at some point, I'm sure. But the way he played this year, I don't see how he doesn't set records all over the place. Yeah, with Lee J setting the game plan. No. Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah. Gardner had a 26 season next year, and you know. You know, Porter has a NSAC year. You know, say or Gombas goes nuts. Yeah. I mean, I mean Gombas could be up there for tack. I mean, tackles for loss. <laughs> I mean, Gombas makes great players. So. I mean, I remember when I was a four star on Bowling Green as the only four star defense, and I was doing everything, and then all of a sudden, you know, three more. Three, you know, three more five stars, and all of a sudden, those sacks I was picking up weren't there anymore. Because next thing you know, Worm is getting them. You know, yeah. You know, so. I mean, that's another thing to attest to Porter is he's got a great supporting cast, and he's putting up these numbers. That's nothing. Who's to everybody's pick to win the pit? Who's everybody's pick to win the pit? Auburn. I, I agree. Yeah, Auburn. Auburn. Auburn, no doubt. No it's either Auburn, Auburn or Oregon. I think Oklahoma. That will be a great, a great championship I'm game. Not, Auburn. I'm not picking any of the above. <laughs> well, Who are you picking? Oregon and, and Auburn can't play. 
I mean, Oregon Auburn's fine, but I mean, nobody in the SEC really played lights out. No. Yeah, Auburn, Oklahoma, and, and Oregon. with Nebraska. I don't know. I think our defense can match up against anybody's any day of the week. Definitely. I I I'll test to that. The only thing is, the offense, and that again yeah. falls squarely on the shoulders of myself. It's, I mean, it, look at our game that we had. Yeah. You guys were a first-half team. We were a second-half team. Yeah, that was in the week of, yeah, that was like a f- couple weeks where the first half we we played well, and then the second half was like, okay, well, we packed it in. <laughs> yeah. You guys playoff picks. I, I stand by my ideal. If LSU and Notre Dame do not get matched up before the – national championship and it comes down to those two it's LSU if Notre Dame doesn't make anything and loses out to Wisconsin LSU has it yeah let's, love- let's go into that uh we'll, we'll wrap this one up with with this what, what what do we think about the the playoffs I know Logan just went uh let's get let's get everybody let's get Big Mer first what uh what are you thinking for the playoffs I mean I I I I can't really argue against LSU. Uh, they're a great team, but I still worry about Notre Dame. I mean, I, I don't think Wookie's going to you know lay down, right? I mean, he took a butt kicking from Wisconsin. He's, he wants to pay him back. I've got a feeling he will. Um, he's been here before. They ran the table last year. They won it. Though, I, you know, they're still the champion in my eyes until they get knocked out of the playoffs. I, I don't know. I got this sneaky feeling that – they're going to make a run, and they're going to be in it at the end. I agree. There's four teams that can win it, man. Hate to say it, but Kentucky versus LSU, the winner of that game. The Texas-Oklahoma State game, that'll be a winner. And Alabama. Those are the five teams I feel like can win it, man. That's just my opinion. I just think Notre Dame's defense is – reeling the hurt of losing Mo Kitchens. Mm. I would have loved to replace Mo Kitchen, but yeah, Lake I will, I will say Notre, Notre Dame really uh I mean, yeah, they they won, but there was a there was a time where maybe they this season it looked like they are beatable. Their defense just isn't as good as last season. Their yeah. offense is still pretty potent, but Well, you, I Frank? My, I know my AD is not there. I think uh, Wisconsin and LSU on other hand. I can't remember. But I'm, I'm, I, th- I think I think Wisconsin is going to beat LSU. In the I think Wisconsin, to me, has impressed me. Like, the defense is, is elite. I think the Jones, and I think they got just enough to win it. They're underrated, man. They're underrated. <laughs> but I think LSU, I got, I got to go with LSU because we lost going to field goals. So kind of want to, yeah, kind of want that one back. So it was Notre, it was Notre Dame in Texas last season. Was that one v two? Do we think we're gonna get a one v two this season? No. Horns. Too many questions about. Oh, no, 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 no. Frank says no. Horn says no. 
Murph? No, I I don't think so. I I think there's gonna be an upset somewhere, and I mean, I, I I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say who. I that's pretty hard to call, but yeah, there's gonna be an upset somewhere. It almost always happens. Pookie, I agree, man. There's gonna be an upset. I hope it does. I hope it does. That's all I got to say. That was a loaded question, Jeff. Come on now. Yeah, I know it was. All right, so I just don't. Think both LSU and Alabama can win out. There's Somehow. no way they can. There's no way they can. No way. And I am a hundred percent convinced. It's a hot take in a pro Alabama league, but <laughs> I don't think Alabama has the stuff right now with the way they've been playing the past couple weeks to make it all the way. That Alabama Auburn game scared me, especially the way we beat Auburn. That game scared me. I hope people take notice of that. Don't sleep on that. But it's pack. You can never count yeah. pack out. Playoff pack is something serious. I hate I hate for the teams in the pit. Pack's probably going to win the pit. But if you look at L- – uh, if you watched LSU's game against Clemson and then you watched Alabama's game against Clemson, you saw two different sides of the coin. No the doubt. Score, the score LSU-Clemson was not fair. LSU dominated. The score – Clemson, Alabama was pretty fair. They were pretty well matched for that the, at that week that they played. Very true. Against Alabama, I mean, three point game. Yep. Yep. Very true. So I think. But if we see oh. if we see every single Alabama player play, if we see Joe Idle pop off and Stone pop off, and Day doesn't fumble the ball. Alabama's receiving quarter and their offense on paper is the best offense probably in the league right now. Well, on paper, it's the best team in the playoffs. But, but you got to play. I thought we were the best team on paper in the entire league. We're 4-4. Four four, so. I thought we had the best offense in the league, but here we are. Parody. Got to love it. Well, I think uh, this is a good spot to wrap up this this episode. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, we had Mike uh, Buck, of course, co-host, as well as Big Murph. And then we also had the the guests line up. It was, it was a pretty – I would say the maybe one of the better guests lineup. We had Frank uh, from Oklahoma. We had uh, Logan from Iowa. And then we had Pookie from – Kentucky. So appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, this will be up uh, momentarily. Uh, it is 1041. It's getting close to Murph's bed. It's probably past Murph's bedtime right now. It's way past Murph's it's bedtime. It's way past old man Murph's. Uh, that, actually, I'm going to petition that. Old man Murph is going to be your new Discord name. Uh, it's way past his bedtime. Uh, so you guys on the East Coast will probably be listening to this tomorrow morning. Uh, but this will be up for all you East, uh, not East Coast, for all your Central Time, Mountain Time, Pacific Time, Hawaiian Time, if we have anybody on that. It'll be up uh, within the next half hour. So, uh, I mean, if you are on the East Coast and you feel like giving this a listen at midnight, then awesome. Appreciate it. But until the next time, appreciate everybody tuning in. And we'll catch you all next time. See you, See you guys.